boy, look at our tetter squad We just got on a pitch and we set it off I used to just wanna get top four But we're up now and I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing What's up people, welcome to another episode of the Canon Club podcast where we debate and give opinions on all things Arsenal Make sure you follow us and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice Leave us with a 5 star review And if you prefer watching these conversations take place between myself and Paul Head over to the YouTube channel, Canon Club on YouTube And you can join the conversation there My name is Mex and as always I'm alongside my co-host Paul Paul, what's good bro? I'm good, G. Um, all things considered, it's still a good time to be an Arsenal fan. Still unbeaten in all competitions, uh, which is still a lot to say going into October. So, yeah, man, everything's been good. Um, Arsenal's still on the rise and hopefully still a lot more to give. Yeah. Um, quick apology to the people. We missed a podcast last week. We weren't trying to hide. Paul, Paul was away on holiday. I was in transit during... The North London derby, which is sacrilege, I know. Um, <laughs> I was I was listening on the radio and all sorts and taking glimpses at my phone when the car came to a standstill. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't think it would be fair to kind of um, record something, even without Paul, without kind of seeing it in its full, you know, mm. stuff, self. So, yeah, um, we had a kind of enforced break last week, but we are back. Um Right now, as you are listening to this, there should be a match review out for Bournemouth 0, Arsenal 4. So, you know, you could always go and enjoy that. You've got two podcasts. Um, and of course, um, with the match reviews comes um, the Champions League match, which we'll probably touch on today. RC Lons versus Arsenal. You probably get a match review following that as well. So a lot of content on the way. But um, yeah sincere sorry for missing out over this past weekend but you know it was 2-2 we weren't happy so yeah, I, was, I, was fuming. <laughs> I was fuming mate <laughs> I was fuming it, it, it probably it probably was the, a good one to miss sort of thing because it wouldn't have been a a, a nice situation mm. but yeah um, we're, we're back and you know just um, quickly to touch on um, Bournemouth nil, Arsenal Arsenal 4 Paul how do you feel coming out of that match yeah, brilliant, man. Um, the comprehensive win I've been craving, uh, looking for. Everything was very easy, very silky. Um, yeah, just a nice day out in the sun on the south coast watching Arsenal put Bournemouth to the sword. They were terrible. Send them man to NXT with, with flipping Everton. Send them man out of here, out of this league. We don't want to see them on the big stage. Um, yeah, man, uh, I, I was just very happy with us. Um, obviously, Kai got a goal. Uh, Saka gets a goal, Ben White and um, and Erdegaard as well, um, and he had a great, great, great performance. A lot of standout performers generally, to be honest. So all good for me. Yeah, um, we were good as the result says, without really being great. Um, it was mm. just it was probably more so. Bournemouth are just very, very poor, um, mm. and we even mentioned in the review pod that you know it's it's a long way from where they were with. Um, Eddie Howe, I was about to say Eddie Hearn, Eddie <laughs> Eddie Howe's um, born Bournemouth. So it's it's a shame to see because they, you know, everyone did kind of love them back in those years. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's where you guys are. But you know, we, we start our conversation today coming off the back of what we saw in that, and that was you know starting from the starting lineup. 
No Reese Nelson. Mm. Yeah. Arteta continues to persist with Enketia down the middle and Gabriel Jesus out wide. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want to see this anymore. Um, mm. And we've spoken about this again more so. What does Reese Nelson have to do to start for Arsenal in and let me let me let me add in an important game because we know you get a okay. calling cup you know whatever like we saw him um against Brentford in the calling mm. cup where we won 1-0 he scored 8 minutes in that was the winner what does Reese Nelson have to do to start you gave him a big contract you kept him at the club mm. what is it going to take to get a run in the team ah oh, i'm <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of feel like there must be, and again, this is built on the trust that Arteta has I've given to Arteta because of how we've been playing in the last season and a half now. Um, he, There must be something tactical or something he doesn't feel he's going to get, which the other, I'm even leaving Saka out of the conversation, that Jesus and Enketia do give him. I don't know if it's his legs but or if it's a tactical thing. And maybe it's Reese's own consistency. I did catch like a highlights package of the Tottenham game and I did see he came off the bench. He didn't really light it up um, and he kind of only does come into games when it's kind of like gung-ho and we need a goal and it can just be a bit of a lot of chaos. And apart from the Brentford game, which I thought he was pretty much maybe outside of Tomiyasu, man of the match, um, he showed that he can he can run that line. Um, he can get back at the fence. He's got the finish. But again, the opposition is Brentford. And like you said, in an important game, I think eventually we're going to just have to give him that chance. And mm-hmm. he's going to have to show us that, well, I didn't just stick this guy on 100k roughly just, you know, to say we've got numbers. And because he's Hayland, we've got to start say, seeing that you kept this guy for a reason. Because when he signed, a lot of Arsenal fans were quite surprised thinking, oh, we thought this was opportunity to free up space in the squad. Um, that you know, he's not really, you haven't really been using him. He's given us some great moments. um, But outside of that, he doesn't seem like someone that you're willing to use or bring on, except for when we need to just chase a game in the last five, 10 minutes. Um, So again, I thought Bournemouth was another opportunity for him to go again against one of these lesser teams. And also, as we spoke about in our match review, but probably we'll speak about here again, not really feeling this Eddie down the middle on Jesus on the left and gives us a chance to, put Eddie, um, Eddie, Jesus down the middle and still keep that width because uh, Nelson's no slouch. So he can still keep the width that Martinelli does. And he's actually a very good structure player. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wish he kind of had that more, a bit more flair to his game, but I don't know if he's kind of found when to use that and when to just, you know, be secure with the ball and pass it back into midfield and so on and so forth. So very disappointing. I'm not really sure what more he can do. We got the goal as well, the only goal. Um, he almost got a second uh, midweek. Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I haven't got the answer, but I guess all he can do is keep trying to impress in training. And when he's given the opportunities to come off the bench, to to make the most of them, maybe we'll see him midweek. Who knows? Yeah, I, I begin to think about what is his role in the team. Like It's mm. clearly on the left-hand side, Martinelli and then Trossard. And you can probably go as far as saying now, Gabriel Jesus after after that if all fails yeah. on the right hand side Saka's the first choice uh, undisputedly mm. but then 
if Saka's injured now, do we see Vieira on the right? Do we see Gabriel Jesus on the right? Like, you've really got to ask the gaffer, like, bro, like, where, yeah. where, who, who, if I'm not number one, cool, but who am I after? Like, yeah. if, if Saka can't play for whatever reason, right, they have to go and start Reese Nelson on the mm. right. Like, in my opinion, like you just made a good comparison with him and Martinelli, like, Gabriel, uh, sorry, Martinelli and um, Reese Nelson. Nelson is the closest to what we have in the squad to Martinelli. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't you kind of do that, quote unquote, like for like change just there? Like, mm. I really think, I, I don't know. And and this, this is going to kind of call into question maybe Nelson as well, somewhat. Because mm. if you're not knocking on the gaffer's door and asking him like, big man, like, wh- what do I need to do to at least be in the next next in line sort of thing yeah maybe you're just comfortable you're just too comfortable at arsenal and that's you don't want to kick on because even the likes of um, we're saying nelson here and obviously we're talking about nelson because we've seen some good performances and he is a winger sort of mm. thing the likes of smith road if, if nelson's not interested smith Rowe needs to jump the queue and ask, ask arteta <laughs> boy i can play on the left in it like so yeah. when am i gonna chance get a chance i just don't understand why we're over committing to this Gabriel Jesus on the left when we've got guys that have played in these positions regularly and done well in these positions mm-hmm. available. I, I, you know what I've realised? I think Arteta is really good at convincing these young men to stay at the club because it's always like a bit of, oh, you know, um, might leave on a free or might go on a... And then, you know, he has a conversation and then the contract's signed. But I can't really say I've seen that backed up by uh, a starting berth in the team or consistent fixtures in terms of playing time. Yes, last season, Nelson, towards the end of the season, was like the first name off the bench. But now we've kind of added a bit more and it just seems like, similar to what you were saying, I think you raise a great point. If I'm Nelson, I'm like, listen, I know I'm not going to start right now. I believe in my potential. I believe in my ability. But who am I chasing? Where do you see me best? I'm happy to play wherever you put me, but if you had it your way and everyone stayed fit, who do I need to chase down? Who do I need to, you know, play better than? What do I need to do? So I know in my head, fine, I know I'm playing on the left or I'm playing on the right and I'm ready to say, I need to just chase this person down with my performances and my energy and training. Um, and again, we're just clutching our straws here, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, it'd be great to have the inside track, but we don't. But of course, I'd just be thinking from what we can see from the subs and from the starting times and especially even the game like Bournemouth, you would think maybe you could rest uh, a Saka. You know, we hear that he was injured. I know he's integral to everything we do, but maybe you could rest him. Do you think we wouldn't have been able to get through Bournemouth without Saka? Mm, I think we would have been able to, you know, and Jesus, could we just played him down the middle? I mean, Eddie's played, I think he's played the most minutes of anyone in the, in the team or he's definitely up there. He could maybe do with a rest, you know, per se. And, you know, give Jesus some more minutes because he's been injured out a little bit. Give Nelson a go. Give Smith-Rowe a go. Like, you know, you don't need to over-rotate. Just slot in one guy. So, I don't know. I think he's he's been doing enough. I think, again, it, it's just a bit telling that when you've got your, probably the first and the second person who you would have out of the team in terms of Martinelli and Trossard injured, and you still don't start me. Yeah. 
questions have to get asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's where I'm at. So I, I, I would like to think that these players, obviously, especially with Nelson signing a contract, he's definitely in there saying, okay, like, what's going on? I thought I would have gotten, been given an opportunity to start here. And with the Champions League midweek as well, I know it is Lons, potentially the weakest team in the group and we're away, but it's still the second group game. We still want to be getting points. So you might not go so weak in that game. You kind of want to take it seriously, but I'd still be looking forward thinking, you know, when am I going to get those opportunities to start a few games or to get some serious minutes coming off the bench? Um, yeah, otherwise, another player where it's, why did we sign? Why did we sign him up? Why do we have him? Why didn't we just go and invest in somebody that you wanted if we were going to be doing this? Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as saying like, yeah, wholesale changes for, for midweek and we'll talk on that in a second. But mm. for sure, for sure, <laughs> Reese Nelson needs to be starting against Lund. Like, yeah. it... it I don't want to see anything else. I definitely don't want to see Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus. And if he's not showing that desire, I'm not saying kick up a fuss. I don't want any unrest in the Arsenal camp, but Mm. I, I would like to think that behind closed doors, you're having words with, with Mikel. And like you said, the question should at least be, who am I chasing? At least say, if we know Trossard is chasing Martinelli, then you are chasing Trossard. Like that clarity needs to be established. So Reese Nelson, we we know what the path is, what path is into the team, or Reese knows what the path is into the team because he when he's playing, when he's getting those starts, when he's getting opportunity, he's performing. So mm. why now, when you should be playing in your position, when the people in front of you aren't there, I don't know why you're not getting the opportunity. Yeah, it's a, it, it is quite unfortunate. And these will be the sort of situations which you don't wish, even as your teammates, you're not wishing they get injured. But when obviously injuries do happen and you come across this thing, like this situation, you're thinking, wow, my time's here now. You know, I might even go on a run in the team and make it harder for these guys to, to come back into the team straight away. I know maybe the, the bar for me making a mistake and coming out of the team might be high, but give me those opportunities to start and to show what, excuse me, what I can do. And uh, yeah, and then I'll be happy. You know, at least I know I've got given the opportunity, but to still have two left wingers, like primarily out, and then you're playing your striker on the left and playing someone in Eddie, who now for the last three games in the Prem hasn't really impressed. So again, it leads me to thinking, is it tactical? Is it minutes? Is it fitness? I don't know. But with seven games in, you would think at this point that, I know some players still don't have fitness because they haven't been getting minutes, but you think there's, they're definitely going to be ramping up in terms of their fitness now. They'll be definitely in the groove now of, you know, used to playing uh, regular football. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it, if in me personally, I think right now, if I'm Nelson, tomorrow morning, Coney, if uh, maybe they'll be making their way back. No, yeah, tomorrow morning or afternoon, training, man, they can have a word, gaffer, just, you know, when you're, whenever you're free. You know what I mean? Just give them a little head nod and just, have a word and just say, you know, I just want to know where I'm at right now. And like you said, um, he should be starting midweek against Lons. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's something like it's the meritocracy is, is all we ever mm. hear. You play well, you think you earn it. 
then um, you know you'll get your opportunities. Uh, it just seems like on a couple of occasions now, you know, we can call this meritocracy into question. Um, like you mentioned, we have RC Lons midweek Champions League, the second um, match day in the Champions League. Um, we started the first match day emphatically a four nil win. Um, our team has more or less fallen apart since then, um, <laughs> just through injuries, not through bad performances or anything like that. Just through injuries, um, we need to, you know, get a win here. But at the same time, we probably need to rest players, especially because we have Manchester City on the weekend. Um, and you know how much hard work it takes to keep up with them. So I guess we're looking at this match from that we're going to have in midweek. Who do you want to see rested or starting or whatever the case is? Well, I always have a bit of a... As I kind of learn more about like football management in terms of like, you know, players and their fitness and the sports science of it, just through like, you know, interest and stuff, you still want your players to get a bit of a rolling start. So for me, again, I think my game plan would be, I want to see, uh, I do want to see Saka. I do want to see Jesus. I want to see the players who are definitely playing against Man City get a good go. Um, get like, you know, a good 50, 55 minutes and then whatever the game state is off, out of there because you still want to keep, you know, the juice flowing their legs, get them used to touching the ball, all of that good stuff. But this one where maybe against PSV, it would have been like, mm, if the game's not done, keep them on. But now with the big game on the weekend, with City losing, knowing that if we win this, we can go two points above them. And we can kind of kickstart a bit of a bad form for them because that would have been three losses on the bounce in all competitions. I know they've got a Champions League game midweek, so maybe that will change that sort of metric. But I think it's really important to say, you know what, we should have enough in our squad to beat Lons without our big guns. So whether it's nil-nil or one-nil, I need to see Sakharov, I need to see Jesus off, Rice off. And that's not taking, uh, what's the word, taking the mick or like, you know, underplaying their ability. Um, Lons, that is, but we just need to think about the future. And right now, even if we drew against Lons, I still think we'll be okay in the group stages in, uh, of the Champions League. But that City game, as I'm sure we'll talk about later, is of utmost importance. Yeah. Um, in terms of players, do, do we expect to see Ramsdale? Do you think we give Ramsdale this match? I would. I would, but people say you don't. Again, it's oh, do you want Raya going into the game against City cold, as they would say? But I think it's a bit different for He's keepers. A keeper, give like, it yeah, up. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll take that back. But that's what people. No, no, say, no. Right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. But yeah, that yeah, is yeah, what yeah. Say and like, like I say to them, mm. give it a rest. He's yeah, is a keeper. So yeah, I'd give this one to Ramsdale. Like you know, I thought it was quite harsh. He didn't start the PSV game. I mm. think this one will be good. And Raya's Raya Ramsdale's normally very good away from home tends to have his head on a lot more um, in those sort of environments. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'd give I'd give Ramsdale a go. Maybe maybe even rest Zinchenko, you know? Again, I know more so because of his his uh, physicality, his fitness doesn't always seem to be great. And I just think he's one of the players where I think he'll be fine going into the City game. He'll be ready. Um I just I wouldn't want to risk him not being able to play and give his all for that game. And that's a game where he's most likely going to need to go 
the distance or close to the distance more so than this game when he came off at like 60 or, or so. So I'm just thinking if we rest Zinchenko stylistically, is he going to now take Gabriel out the back? And, you know, we don't even have Timber to play mm. on the right. Like, I, I, I don't know how we mm. shape up. Do we just do... Because before, when we were doing that, or back in the last season, it was Kivior at left back, but then Partey yeah. played right back and he was going in midfield. So, mm. yeah, I see what you Zinchenko mean. Is, it's more than just taking out Zinchenko. Someone else comes out as well. So maybe you keep Zinchenko <laughs> in, but yeah. then Zinchenko... Um, but then, yeah, you just get get him off as early as possible. Said having saying having said said that against Brentford, yeah. who started that left back? Kivio, Kivio, and then but White was at right back. But but this is the problem, and I think it's not even left back; it's right back, which is the problem because Tommy Asu now can be sliding into centre back or um, left back, right back. Technically, Tommy Asu should just be backing up White and giving him a rest. But then it's yeah. like, if you take out um, Zinchenko, okay, say you put Kivio there, but then you're definitely playing Gabriel and um, Saliba because we don't have any more defenders. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other than, what's his name? Uh, Cedric. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's it, we do feel light, but then it's just more so if you're trying to do wholesale changes. But I doubt Arteta will do that anyway. But at some point, Ben White's going to need a rest because he's going 90, like, multiple times a week. Yeah. Um so maybe maybe we'll see the rest this week. Maybe he sticks with Zinchenko and gets him off as early as possible. Um like you said, and maybe we go Tommy right back. Maybe we go Kivior Saliba or because Gabriel played midweek. So maybe we go Kivior Saliba and then um Zinchenko and then get him off send uh what's his name? Kivior Send Kivio a left back and then put Tommy. I don't even know. It's all a bit, you know what I mean? I think we could, we could jink around with it, but yeah, more so. I'm just, we just need to ensure that people are getting enough minutes, but we're still resting people. They're still getting enough time to rest some games, put their feet up and all those sort of things. But um, yeah, it is, it is a game where I feel like we can get some good rotation in there. We just need to be more careful with how. Um, making sure that we're not weakening the team too much. But like yeah. I said, I still think you could start a Saka if he's good. You could start a Jesus. But like I said, 55, 60, you gotta be, you got to be saying, yeah, we're done. Like, you guys out. we got City. You need to get your feet up now. Get you in some um, sliders and chill until, until the big game. I think the midfield would pretty much be the same. Havertz, Rice, Odegaard, three. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't expect much changes there, not from the start anyway. Yeah. The forward three is, again, what intrigues me. Like we are just saying, I think Nelson should start. Saka needs to touch bench or does not be the <laughs> squad. So, and, you know, assuming that Vieira isn't quite right just yet, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking of a forward three of... On the right, Nelson. On the left, Smith Rowe. And up top, Gabby Jesus. That sounds that sound that that should be able to do the job. And I'm not mad at it because now I'm kind of in the position where, well, if Saka's world class, he should be able to come into the city game cold and still be able to do whatever needs to be done. And he probably will do it. Well, from what they they was being reported, Saka didn't train all week. 
this yeah. past week and obviously walked into the Bournemouth game and you know <laughs> done what he yeah. needed to do sort of thing so um yes man city is going to require a lot more preparation than than Bournemouth mm. but um I, I i can't see why we should risk him in this game i i feel like we have enough um to get That's this true. particular job done and get over the hill like nelson on the right Sack, um smith rowe on the left and um Jesus down the middle, uh, it's, it sounds more than enough. Trossard is obviously um, somewhat available as well. So yeah. if you if you wanted to do maybe Nelson on the right and Trossard on the left and Smith Rowe mm. as an option off the bench as well, um, th- that's that's viable. Um, but yeah, Saka should. I don't think he should be in the squad. I wouldn't even take to fly because when you go when you fly, <laughs> all these things start happening to your leg as well. Like just, uh, the, the the what I call it, the suction in the plane or whatever yeah, it is. Bro. I hear that. Like honestly, like just leave him at home, let him watch it on TV, and then mm. come back to training the next day or whatever. Uh, I, I don't want to say because it, it's only France. Some smart Alec is going to say he can get trained. Leave him at home. Leave him at home. That is. I was going to say that. <laughs> leave him at home, I beg. Leave him at home. To be honest, no, I, I think I'm I think I'm more siding with you now. I mean, I know you do try to think about more about having some sort of football in your legs, but you know, you played on the week. Like, you know, if you're playing once a week, you would have been all right still. So this is just like an extra game in a sense. You know what I mean? It's another cup competition that we're in. So mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world if he doesn't play. And I think this will be Lon's, I think it's their first time in the Champions League. Um, and it's their first home game, so they will be up for it. But it leads me to think this is more about game plan and making sure we go there and we just quiet them all the way down. We give them no reason to get excited. We control the ball. We suck the life out of the game and then, you know, deflate their fans and then we just, um, you know, move with clinical precision. And we've got, like you said, Smith Rowe should be more than enough up to this task with some rotation. Nelson definitely should get a start. Jesus could do with the minutes and then take him off and give Eddie the rest of the minutes. Um, like you said, the midfield is the only place where I doubt there'll be a lot of rotation. Um, maybe you go with a Jorginho. I don't know much about Lons, so um, it'd be a good game for Partey if he was available, you know, to, to give Rice a bit of a rest. I forgot about Rice's leg. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe. that's the only thing. Maybe give Jorginho the start because Rice as well was we've been told was carrying a little knock. Um, so, or is it his back? And he, I didn't, I think he didn't train either all week as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, going to have to, who, I don't even know who else is there. Maybe give Big Mo or Nenny a run out as well. Who knows? You know, there, there's options, but regardless, I think it just, we should have enough to, we do have enough to get past this team with some rotation in certain areas. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe definitely for at least Saka, and maybe keep some, maybe keep Rice and some other key players on the bench. Maybe keep Sinchenko on the bench, like breaking case of emergency kind of thing. Um, or the other way, you just say, you guys are getting 55 minutes. I don't care. Put 3-0 down, off. And then, you know, let them rest up for, for City. Yeah. Um, and on to that match. I mean, we know how big it is to play Manchester City. Um, we know it's obviously been somewhat of a, what's what's the word? A, a cursed fixture for us over the, the last few years. Um, mm. I'm not cursed because 
you know, something's happened, controversial or anything, it's, it's been quite rudimentary. It's been, it's been academic. Man City yeah. have just always turned up and we haven't. And um, they've obviously are coming into this now with a loss in the Premier League against Wolves. They lost 2-1 mm-hmm. to Wolves. Um, yeah. Arsenal won. They've closed the gaps, quote-unquote. Obviously, it's still very early in the season, but Arsenal undefeated. They're not. Arsenal have acquired an 100 million pound player, albeit he's not, you know, firing on all cylinders right now just because of injury. His performance mm. is still excellent, but his his injury could hamper him. Um, Man City have no Rodri at the base of their midfield, which was an excellent result for us <laughs> weeks back when he got yeah. a red card. Um do Arsenal have to win here? Like, if, if Arsenal have any hope of winning the Premier League, does Arsenal have to beat Manchester City at home at the Emirates this weekend? I don't know how many how I can say this to make it more emphatic, but it has to be a win. It has to be because this was these moments is where the title was lost last season. Mm. We didn't pick up any points against the eventual winners of the Premier League, and had we we'd probably be saying we're champions. We have to start taking points off them, especially at home. I mean, the game is its of huge importance. The away game, you know, you always go to most away games anyway, just saying, don't lose. If you come away with a draw, it's not the worst. Obviously, you go to some places expecting to win. But this game, we're at home. We're trying to be saying we are title contenders or we should be up there. Then we have to be taking points off them. A draw would be okay, I suppose, but really I want that win more than anything. It's time. We've had some very good performances against them. Unfortunately, again, we're in a position where we've got some players out. You know, we always seem to be coming up against City and it's parties out or Jesus isn't available. Now it looks like Martinelli might not be available, but we still have quality players. And like you had mentioned, they're missing, I think Bernardo Silva's injured. The brain is still injured and uh, most importantly, Rodri has got a suspension. I think John Stones is injured as well. So they're kind of mixing and matching with the centre-backs as well. So, But that one with Rodri is key, you know, absolutely key. So it, it just has to be three points in my opinion, uh, which is why this Lons game is such a, a tricky one to negotiate in terms of making sure that we come out with points, obviously, but also come away with no injuries so we can go into that City game raring to go, ready to give it all because if we can get three points there, it's not only the fact that we go above them um, and obviously depending on the Tottenham-Liverpool game, that will depend whether, um, if maybe Liverpool might end up on top, um, that might change things. But still, if we can go above them, it tells them that we're no longer a little bro, we're, we're here now, we've arrived and we're going for that title. Um and if we can do that, I can't even imagine what sort of confidence it will give to the team going into the rest of the games. Because outside of City, who can't we beat? You know, who can't we beat? Who can't we give a challenge home and away? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's it's absolutely huge. Massive game. Yeah, we proved last season at home we could beat Liverpool. Obviously dropped points to them in the reverse fixture. Obviously, beat Tottenham twice last year, beat United last year. We've beaten them this year as well. Beat Chelsea twice last year. This this is the one out of the big teams that it's just like we just can't get over the hill. When you know I can't be watching football on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon expecting um, Bournemouth, 
Luton, Everton, <laughs> all of yeah. these teams to take points from Man City. I can't be expecting that. Like, no. we were just bantering in the group and, you know, Wolves got the win and I was like, raw, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Wolves have been, you know, pants this season and all. Like, mm. we cannot be asking anyone to do this job for us. We have to do it ourselves. And I remember us speaking in pre-season about, you know, overcoming mm. City. And I was saying, you know, it, it would it would somewhat kind of feel a bit cheap if we win the league without beating the champion, yeah. without beating Manchester City, even if they're mm. going to a season not champions, whatever. Like ultimately it doesn't matter if if you know if you can beat everybody else, like literally beat everyone else and lose twice to City, you will win the league. Like, mm. but it's just psychological for this team that like, this has been going on for far too long now of oh, it's City. And it's pretty much like this is our or oh God, this is where our <laughs> philosophy, like you said, we are the we are the little bros. We are the B team to this team. Yeah. Like, you know, just in terms of the way we play, how we want to play, what everything we're aspiring to, they are mm. doing. Like yeah. we have to overcome them. Like we just have just for the sake of forget the Premier League, just for the sake of you know, we can get one over from you. And mm. whether you want to count this or not, I know it was a penalty victory. We beat them in the, the Carling, what was it, Charity Shield? Yeah, yeah. We beat them in that Community Shield thing at the beginning of the season. Like, yes, it was on penalties and it's pretty much a nothing match. But, you know, they had the first team out. We had a first team out. Like, we, mm. we, we, we kept up with them at least for what counts. It was nil-nil after 90 minutes or whatever. Um, so, you know, we can put in a very solid performance against them. It only Mm. takes one mistake and one, you know, one thing to score and they're missing, um, some of their very best players integral in a match this size. Yeah. So ultimately to win the Premier League, yes, we need to get a win over them to just slow them down ourselves. Like I said, we can't be relying on all these other teams to do it. Mm. Um, we can quite clearly see we are the second best team in this league, even if there, you want to say there's a gulf between us and City. But um, we can't rely on anyone else. We have to get the job done yourself. And then, you know, come the end of the season, if we finish second, you can say, well, we tried, we did our bit against them lot. And we now know it's the other games we can't afford to slip up on. And when that City fixture comes around, we've got what it takes to take points from them. I think you've said it perfectly, bro. I mean, I, I think back to teams who have won the Prem recently and there's not a lot really because I think City have got like five out of six. But when the season Liverpool won it and even in the seasons where they challenged, I'm sure Liverpool took points off City at least a home game or an away game. They got points off them and it was just maybe faltering somewhere else um, mm. that kind of did it for them. But taking points off your rivals for the league is huge. You know, if you're thinking every other game we've got a chance of three points, but it's just this game, then this game becomes monumental. And again, like I said, what it can do for the psyche to say that, right, like our direct rivals, we took points off them. Now it's time about just continue going and going again, knowing that we're not going to get a harder challenge, you know, on the face of it than this team. And they are, like you said, like we've been saying, they're the big bro. And they are missing some key integral players. And hopefully, so are we, but hopefully we can take advantage of that and, and finally put them to the sword. I just think 
like you said, even more so than the Prem. It's just time. I mean, was it two seasons ago when we lost like last minute to a Rodri winner? I think it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they got that soft penalty off Xhaka. Like since then, it's just, even last season at home, I felt like we played really well. But again, they just had the cutting edge. Um, they soaked up the pressure, hit us on the counter and away from home. Well, let's leave that one for now. <laughs> but this is just... It's, that one's another story. Yeah, that was another story. We'll get there when it comes later in the season. We'll, we'll dissect that one. But right now, it's just about we're in front of Emirates, um, in, front of, in front of the Emirates crowd. I do have some reservations because our home form is just so higgy. It's so up in the air. You don't know what you're going to get. And to be honest, more time, you know you're going to get a bit of a shaky defensive performance or, you know, we're just not switched on. Um, I don't know if we, if, if I'm the coach, if I'm Arteta, one of the coaches, I'm saying we need to have a look at the prep that we're doing leading up to home games. Is there something we can change? something we can do to switch the players on more. Because if it's not early goals, we're giving away leads like twice again against Fulham, not against Fulham, but we've taken the lead against Fulham, had the lead twice against Tottenham last season as well. You know, it's just even giving kind of soft goals against Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm worried about us. I'd probably feel a bit more confident. Maybe confidence is the wrong word, but I'd feel more assured that we're going to be have our heads switched on if we were playing at the Etihad. Yeah, you know the thing is, we're playing at home, and then as as the home team, you're expected to lead the charge. Yeah, um, this could be down to the players wanting to impress the the fans. This is obviously mm. down to as well the fans being in their numbers at home and cheering on the the players a bit more. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit more gung-ho-ish. And I think that's where we've looked weak um, this this season. When we've played at home and we're expected to, you know, put stick it to the other team and do damage and go forward and play expansive football. Um, and we've left... Like, the way we play, like, is always going to leave us with holes. Um yeah. But at home, it's like too many players are getting forward and we're trying too many things and then losing the ball and mis mis mm. misplaced passes and all of that kind of stuff. So it's almost like we need to be a bit more pragmatic. I will not be angry at the team for a pragmatic approach against Man City. Like yeah. these are great away performances we've been putting in. The Crystal Palace one where we had 10 men. Everton. Um, the other day against Bournemouth, like or, um, we we just need to kind of put in these performances mm. so that it's we're not just our legs aren't open. That's the only way I can say it. Like our legs <laughs> aren't literally. open for Man City to to run through and and cause problems. Like um, make if it's a one nil win, let's run it. Like we there's a period last season maybe two seasons ago when we'll have when we'll build and build and build in we'll get to like the last 10 minutes of these matches and you know the the holding substitution would happen we were to five <laughs> at the back yeah there is no shame obviously holding is gone but there mm. is Kivio there is Tomiyasu that can slot in at center back there is no shame do what you have to do because the psychological side of beating man city in this league is going to be massive for these boys. Yeah. Like treat this match as a one-off, um, like a final of, of whatever. Just mm. it's a final. It's not Premier League. Like play it like it's just got one chance in it. Yeah. Um, 
And I, th- I think that will help. But we couldn't have asked for them to lose a more integral player than mm. Rodri. So, you know, we, we yes, we're missing players, but I don't think unless we get to Saturday next week and, um, you know, Saka can't play or something like that, <laughs> then we can put our head in our hands. But, <laughs> but until then, right now, with the circumstance, playing at home and all that kind of thing, mm. advantage Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, that, that's literally it. Um, I don't think there'd be a better um, pre-match speech that you could give them other than, you know, treat it like it's the one game. I know sometimes they say, don't play the occasion, play the game. But I think I think that time's gone. I think because we've had so many near misses, you can't help. But I don't think the players are going to be able to think that, you know, we need to get one over on them. And of course, you'll try and tell them to play the game, play the tactics that we've been working on, so on and so forth. But there will be a lot of passion. There will be a lot of like, we need to get this on. And if we do get the win, the celebration police will definitely be out because I'm sure the boys will enjoy it afterwards. Yeah. But Like they should. Yeah, like they definitely should because it, it, it means more to them. I'm sure there's even way more, uh, way more riding on it for them. They, they probably talk about it at breakfast, at lunch, you know, how they're doing. Probably now even on the team bus back or however they're getting back. They probably said, oh, you see, our oh, City lost, rubbing their hands. You know what I mean? I'm sure, you know, the sports psychologists will be saying one game at a time, but they're only human. You know, I know what I'd be doing. I'd really be thinking that City game, our eyes are already on it. So, yeah, I just think it's the biggest game of the season and it's prior to an international break. And you don't want to go into an international break holding no L for two weeks. That's it's all. just you just be ruminating on it, especially against City. I know it depends how the, how the game goes. If you find that, you know, against City are too good and we nick a draw, maybe the feeling amongst fans is different. But if we can go into the international break with that win, oh, the momentum that will be with us would be absolutely amazing. So hopefully we can do that. Um, we have all the players that are currently available, available. And yeah, we absolutely put them to the sword. I'd love like a, you know how we did Man United those seasons ago. I think it was fifteen, sixteen. I was three nil, mm. like twenty minutes. If we could do that, and I'm not ruling out players like Haaland. I know he's got a hat trick this season, but again, he didn't score again today. It's the first, second season he's here now. Maybe players have started to sort him out a bit. You know, block him. yeah, block him. His all round game isn't actually like I'd actually be more worried if it was Alvarez up top because they could be way more interchangey and doing their uh, positional football and stuff like that. But with Haaland, it's a bit more, you know, you can't miss him in a sense. And Saliba and Gabriel in recent years have done a, a pretty good job in marshalling him. So let's just hope whoever they put on the pitch, you know, work up to. And I think maybe outside of Haaland and maybe the keeper, I don't think that, you know, you could give right an argument for the other person maybe being better than the other in all the positions. So, yeah, we, we have enough. Let's just go and finally do it. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Sunday, the 8th of October, Arsenal at home to Manchester City. Um, yeah, we need a big, big win, man. We we need it. And I'm not even talking about threes, fours, five nils. I've, 1-0 is a big win against Manchester City. Trust so, me. So, yeah. Um, 
it's going to be interesting. We've got a, a stacked week. Um, like I said to you guys at the beginning of the show, um, the content will be flowing, especially this week. We've got the midweek game in the Champions League. Then we've got Man City where we're really out here doing it. You know, our Champions League City <laughs> on the weekend. Back from international break, we've got Chelsea, which we'll get to. Um, and then we are working on some new content for you guys, which we can hopefully um, get out to you guys very, very soon. Um mm. But yeah, I guess that is a good place to kind of put a pin in this show after the kind of discussing, you know, the actions of this week, what we can get midweek, what happens on the next weekend. Any last bits, Paul, before we wrap it up? Um, no, massive week. Um, let's just get behind the boys and hope for no more injuries. Wrap them all in cotton wool. No extracurricular activities. Tell them to get on the Netflix, to get on the PS5. Safe activities. And yeah, let's... Let's get six points out of two games. Let's put Lance to the sword with a very tidy, rotated squad. And let's finally get um, over the hump with City. Yeah, very important week. Hope everyone stays fit and um, we've got best to, um, you know, a, a first team as we can for these matches. But yeah, guys, we'll, we'll call it there. Um, thanks for always watching, listening, supporting Cannon Club, mm. um, you know, we appreciate it. If you have not already, follow, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us with a five-star review. And again, if you want to watch the discussions take place, head over to our YouTube channel, Canon Club on YouTube. Join the conversation there. We will be back same time next week. And by God, when we are recording next week, we need to be talking about six points accumulated from... Amen. Lons and Manchester City. Amen. Yeah. Come on, you Garners. We need those points on the board. Oh, you look at our tennis squad. We just got on a pitch and we say it off. I used to just want to get top four, but we're up now when I want a lot more. If we quit now, it was all for nothing. They talk big, but we call them bluffing. We can call no more discussion. This season's all or nothing. Bukayo, that's our boy. I told you that Saka's a star boy. Oh, tech time.